Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rodermel. World F and Champs. <laughs> Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We well, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. Uh, this is the first show that Matt Madness is ever doing with the Philadelphia Eagles as Super Bowl champions. And it feels so good. If you are not from the area, you might want to fast forward <laughs> five or six minutes. Um, yeah, I know, Alo, you for weeks didn't really want to talk about it on the show. Joey, I know you have mentioned on the show, but haven't really gone into in depth about it. Um, I talked about it a little bit last week. Like, how do you guys feel that they it's actually ecstatic. did it? With Nick Foles. Nick Foles beat Tom Brady. Foles is a Super Bowl Nicky MVP. Six. six Guns is a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Doug Peterson outcoached Bill Belichick. <laughs> like, who saw either it's one of those two things? It's a of one coming? dynasty and the birth of a new one. Yeah, well, Michael Kendricks after the game said, yeah. I guarantee you in 365 days we'll be here again. Um, yeah, they're at, they won the Super Bowl. And they're getting arguably the best quarterback in the league back <laughs> next year. The real MVP. Yeah, the real MVP. And, and damned if this was one of the most entertaining Super Bowls I've watched in in memory. It was like a pickup game, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed every second of it. Like I was on the well, if anybody saw Angel Snapchats, <laughs> I got a lot of fans off of that. <laughs> I was like Sit, pr- sit on my knees in front of the damn TV. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God, Brady just scored, especially in the fourth quarter. They took the one-point lead. I was like, okay, okay, Nick, don't mess up now. Don't mess up right now. And you know Doug Peterson, he's aggressive on fourth down. He'll go fourth if it's within striking distance. And then I hate Chris Collinsworth. I really do. Mm-hmm. Talking about the Zach Ertz touchdown. I'm like, dude, he took like – Ten steps. He walked down the block before he and he caught it again. Exactly. So it really doesn't matter. And then the 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 Corey Clement thing. He caught the ball. Wasn't secure. No, but it wasn't bothering nothing. He took two steps. So Patriots fans, I know you're making these memes, but make the memes properly. (laughs) They were touchdowns. So that's done with. But I've never experienced a football a Super Bowl championship. So it's way different than basketball. As a Lakers fan, I've sat through. I've been through the five recent championships, but this is something completely different. Like I still feel it today, even though it's four three or four days later. And like the city, the, feels the, it. the city still feels it. Like people are just pleasant. Yeah, mm-hmm. people were chilling the inner Braun Strowman flipping cars. <laughs> they were butt naked black women on, on the streets twerking. The where, cop Where was this? <laughs> you didn't see the picture? No, of, I, I didn't really a lot of damage in Center City, I can say I worked there. Yeah, there I, was I, a I, black woman butt naked dancing. <laughs> It was it was so great. People flipping cars over the cops, not giving a damn. And the best part was, if Philly lost, they would did this anyway. So yeah. they're doing that of happiness, which is a lot, always a lot better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, there was a lot of things going on. I, I saw a video of uh, amidst the rioting and then the celebration, 
someone proposed to his girlfriend who had an old English 40 in her hand. <laughs> probably the most romantic thing I've seen all day. Yeah. And aggressive. Aggressive is not the word for it. My man, Doug, has got some brass cojones. Yeah, uh-huh. The Philly special? Come on. Oh, God. Come on. My well, fourth down in the Super Bowl. My, no, my favorite part, my favorite meme. Was um, where Giselle says Tom can't throw and catch the ball too, and there's a meme where Nick Foles is catching the ball says, what, 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 "Damn, what the hell did it say?" <laughs> oh, it's a whole my drink or something like that because he caught because he caught the, he threw and caught the ball too. Yeah, it was a unbelievable game. Like, couldn't have been any better of a game. They couldn't have beat a better team. They couldn't have beat a better quarterback. Couldn't have beat a better coach. Couldn't have beat a better city than Boston. <laughs> Uh, my least favorite city in professional sports. Um, it was incredible. To anyone listening from the Philadelphia area, congratulations. It was a long, excruciating wait for all of you to get this championship. I am happy that you got it. No one can ever say you are not a champion ever again. So Steelers fans, Cowboys fans. Cow- no, Cowboy fans especially. Giants fans, you can never say the Eagles have not won a championship. And, and if you are a Philly sports fan, we beat the Patriots. Come on. Yeah, like it doesn't that, get. That's yeah. Get everyone hates that. the Patriots. You could argue everyone. they should have two over the Patriots, but I digress. Uh, you could argue that. <laughs> that that that's. Uh, we'll do a, a throwback man Super Bowl edition. Uh, Thirty nine. I love it. <laughs> throwback we'll Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl Thirty nine. I love that. I actually play by play. <laughs> I actually rewatched that game like a month ago. Cause they show NFL Network all the time. I I was watching it on YouTube. Oh really? Work. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like. Maybe it was more than a month ago. I think it was right before Labor Day weekend. No, it was right before Thanksgiving. So it was like that Wednesday. That, uh, like, I had nothing to do, and I was just sitting there. I was like, I have two hours just that I have to be here, but I have literally no work to do. So I just sat there on YouTube and watched it. It was the first time I had seen it since it aired. I never watched really? it again after that, yeah. So I could definitely sit down and, and talk about <laughs> Super Bowl 39. Because Freddie Mitchell was on the radio yeah. on, I think, Friday morning. Did you see Freddie Mitchell? Uh, that he like photo bombs Justin yeah, Timberlake. He did. He was behind, behind, he was behind Justin Timberlake. He had two I bones. didn't see that. So there, the one thing you keep seeing is that young kid yeah. that was to his right, over his left shoulder. Oh, that was, was Freddie Mitchell. Mitchell. Oh, yeah. well, I haven't seen him since four for twenty six, so I wouldn't know. Fred X. Nobody's seen him. <laughs> the, the football hasn't seen him since four for twenty six. Um, but yeah, congratulations to every Eagles fan out there. Like I said, it was well deserved. Uh, Everyone in the area earned it, you know, blood, sweat, and tears to get this thing. I'm glad that the players realize how much it means to the city. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Well, the, I'm going. I'm really going to take up, tuck you up on that offer of throwback man to Super Bowl 39. All you Mr. Sexy fans can find me streaking around uh, the art museum tomorrow if you're interested. <laughs> Who couldn't be interested in that? Yeah, it, by the time you hear this, the Eagles Super Bowl parade will have probably either happened or be just about to happen or has just finished up. Um, any other thoughts on the Eagles you guys have? Anything else you want to say? So you ready for the Eagles to get the fourth pick from the Cleveland <laughs> Browns for Nick Foles? That again. would be incredible. Could you imagine that? That I'm not. I wouldn't not be shocked because they because I wouldn't trade them. Unless you get like something ridiculous, like for a example, fourth pick would be kind of ridiculous. exactly. But see, my thing was like, remember Mike Vick took over for Kevin Cobb that one year, and then um, they named Vick the starter for the rest of the season, and Vick got hurt, and Cobb started a couple of games. But that off season, they got 
DRC and a second round pick which turned to Michael Kendricks for Kevin Cobb. If you remember AJ Feely, they got a high second. They got a second round pick, round pick, for, pick for him, and, and those guys didn't accomplish anything. No, see, my thing with the thing with Kevin Cobb, he was fine with the Eagles. My thing with AJ Feely was he won a couple games six to three. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, eh, you want a second round pick, but for Kevin Cobb, they got. DRC and a second round pick, which ended up, ended up being Michael Kendricks. Hey, if, if Foles is content being a backup, I love him. To stay yeah, here. yeah, yeah. But I'm sure there'll be teams calling him. Like I'm sure Arizona will be call. Will call. I'm sure you'll hear probably Denver, maybe because Kirk Cousins is a free agent. Because they, Washington. Oh my God, they they got Alex Smith. Uh, yeah. well, what, why? <laughs> why? Um, but anyway, is he the same guy as Kirk Cousins? But still, n- not the move they need to make. But. I wouldn't be shocked if somebody would throw the house to get Nick Foles right now. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they'll get a top half of the first-round pick, but like like you said, they've gotten second-round picks for two guys that accomplished nothing. Yeah, especially and, Kevin Cobb. And this guy is now a Super Bowl champion. He had a season where he threw, what, 27 touchdown passes to two interceptions, mm-hmm. walked off the field against Drew Brees with the lead, mm-hmm. and then the defense blew it. So, like, he's an accomplished player. Well, well. Kerry Williams blew it. Yeah, exactly. But he's an accomplished player. They they should be able to get something significant for him. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. I, I just think it's got to be a huge offer for the Eagles to make a move. Because, I mean, honestly, we're not guaranteed at this point that Wentz the first week yeah. to a football. Yeah, like if this is like a you second. You've got to be prepared for him not to be playing yeah. in the first couple of If it's a second round pick and a player. That's fine, but if anything, hold on to him throughout the se- to the start of the season. You could move him by the trade deadline yeah. and still get value for him. But yeah, back like to Kerry Williams, like a Jimmy Garoppolo situation. Yeah, exactly. But Kerry Williams, he blew that game because Kerry Williams on the Ravens, he was horrible. When the Eagles signed him, I was very pissed off because he's known for pass interference and unnecessary penalties. He didn't mess up all year. Then on a kick return, he does a face, he gets a face 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 mask for a fifteen yard penalty, and that turn that equals the Saints' victory field goal. Yes, that was exactly what happened. Uh, maybe we'll do a throwback on that game, too. We got a lot of throwbacks coming for football <laughs> yeah, games. A lot of Eagles throwbacks. Uh, so I guess we're ready to get into the show. Into the meat and potatoes. Yeah, so before we get into Raw. I was enjoying this. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> uh, we could do it was, that. It was, it was a fun weekend. It was a fun day Sunday. It's been a fun few days since. Uh, check out Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt. Check out The Perfect Edge with Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. Go back into our library of throwback madness and unsanctions. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, five-star ratings and reviews. I think we got a bunch of new subscribers last week, so thank you for that. Uh, check out uh, Elroy Prepson's YouTube channel with all of our hijinks over the past couple months. And, uh, Ayla, would you like to move any merch? Yes, yeah, so if you want to embrace the match, you can do so at net. You can also head to collinelbow.com. Use promo code MattMadness for 10% off your order. Uh, so... Yes, only working promo codes in the business, so definitely attach that to your order. Uh, Raw this week, <laughs> was it just me, or was the entire upper section of that arena empty? I paid it no attention. I just, at one point, I don't remember what match it was, but the camera angle, I could see up there, and it was just, like, black. Yeah, I didn't take notice to it. There's a chance it was, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's the day after the Super Bowl, I'm sure. Tennis was a little light. Even still, I, I think, wasn't it in Iowa? Yeah, like I, Des Moines, Iowa. It was a snowstorm too. Today, well, maybe that's why. That, that'll be that'll be more of a significant reason. Yeah, I just noticed it was Mike. like I don't think there's anybody up there. Um, but I want to say this too: Coach is adding nothing to the commentary. Yeah, yeah I was want to <laughs> say I was only add to one. I gave him a brick last week, but he's been terrible. Like literally, he's he's honestly barely a step up from uh, 
Percy Watson. Ooh, barely. <laughs> he just you just bypass Byron. Yeah, <laughs> Byron's better. Uh, I would I would take Byron over, as you said on this show many months ago. He makes Byron Saxton look like Jr. <laughs> um, so we have the Elimination Chamber coming up as the next Raw pay per view. They're in the midst of qualifiers for the Elimination Chamber match. Um, I thought we had some good matches on Raw this mm-hmm. week. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, show open with Roman beating Bray, which, which was a high quality match in my opinion. I thought it was a really good match. I liked that their history was acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't act like this. Their history wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed at one point during the match. Bray said like anyone but you, Roman. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, good. Yeah, I brought that back. As much as Bray like has sucked <laughs> since right right around WrestleMania, like I liked this match a lot. I liked his promo. Why do they have Roman Reigns reading? his promo <laughs> at the start of the show. Like, if he's your biggest star, if that's the guy you want, don't let me see him looking past the camera at a cue card to read a promo. Just let him talk. Well, he could have been looking down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, and it was a good match, too. The only thing that kind of kind of ruined it for me um, was the fact that we know what Bray Wyatt is. We know he's not out there to win. We know the rumors that Roman Reigns is going to headline WrestleMania. So there's no real believability that Bray Wyatt's going to sneak a victory out there. Agreed. Everybody knew what was Well, I, I did like that he acknowledged that he won the title last year at the yeah. Elimination Chamber to make him seem relevant. Mm-hmm. But we all know the, the plan that's been planned since the day after WrestleMania last year that's supposed to be Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. But they did a good job of trying to like portray it that way because remember, but they're not thinking about, we know, dirt sheets. So. Yeah, they did pull me back in with the match. The match was a yeah, match quality was match good. Again, with these two. They finally let Bray Wyatt kind of mix it up and not just give it a squash match. Yeah, and they actually told... ridiculous. Yeah, they mm-hmm. actually told his story to these two fought in Hell in a Cell. Bray called some money in the bank before. So they actually like went, went with their history, which I did like. Yeah, I, I thought that they did a, a very good job. I liked it at open the show um, especially because they had Roman doing something else later in the show which we'll get to uh, the Miz beat Apollo Cru- Apollo Cruz almost at Apollo Creed um, that was a thing at one time wasn't it <laughs> yep, <damn Brian. laughs> um, I thought that his promo obviously was great before the match um, I loved that he said because a lot of times they don't know how to handle their their titles and I like that he said he wants to be the first ever Universal and Intercontinental Champion. It's like, even as he's seeking out the Universal Championship, mm-hmm. he's still making the Intercontinental Championship a big deal, which the show itself doesn't even do a good job of that. So it's awesome <laughs> no, that yeah. the Miz, Miz does that. Miz does a lot of work for that title. I mean, he really carries it. Yeah, he's really the best guy to hold that title in how long? Long time. Like, who's the last guy that held that title? Like that? Yeah. Probably, probably maybe since your day with Savage. <laughs> since your day. He just called you old. Probably since the, he just backhanded since the mid you, to late 80s. He just backhanded yeah, because, you Yeah, air. because, like, there have been, like, feuds over it. Like, it's been, like, blood feuds over that side, but that's not, that hasn't really been a thing in, like, almost, the last one we probably got was Ziggler and Miz, but that still had to do with the Miz. Right. But, but during the ads, whoever, titles, titles change hands more frequently, and... So there's nothing in the '90s no. that was of significance as far as well. well as far as title like, holder. Well, as far as it like being all about the Intercontinental Title, that's it, that's what Ron's alluding to. Yeah. But it's like 
yeah, Ray and Chris Jericho, but none, nobody holds the Intercontinental title quite like the Miz. It makes everything about the Intercontinental title. Like just the way he like clutches it, it's like it means the world to him. Yeah. And the way he talks about it. Yeah, like, the, the only person I can come close to who actually told, th- talked about it, because for years they've been trying to, like, reinvent it, and t- t- everybody's been talking about bringing prestige back to it. The only like, person I can really think of that's really talked about that and actually lived up to it was Cody. Yeah. Because he's the one who brought back that mm-hmm. title. Yeah, I forgot about that one. That was a, uh, a big moment in Intercontinental Championship history. Uh, the Miz, the the news that he signed a four-year extension with WWE. Four more years of Miz. Yes, obviously that is great news. Looking forward to the show. To almost everybody. Um, <laughs> almost? Almost everybody. Almost everybody? Almost. Four more years. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy that he's going to be back. Yeah, my bestie's gimmick of hating the Miz is getting a little old. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting a little stale. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what did you guys think of the Miz and Apollo? I mean, in another match where you knew the result before it started, but... I was up in the air because really? yeah, I was because they've been getting Apollo a lot of run lately, and I, 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 when he did those two back to back moons, I was like, oh, what, what are they going to do with Apollo here? Because he's been getting a push, he's been really good, especially mm-hmm. with the last couple of weeks that they've been against um, the Bar for the last couple of weeks, and they had a tag team title match. He shot in that match too, and I like the fact that he actually got the spotlight and was the one instead of Titus actually get the, the match with the Miz. He looked really good against the Miz. Yeah, he he did, and I'm I'm happy that like I'm happy to see that they didn't just like forget about him. Yeah. Because I kind of did. Like, the, the thing I was enjoying about him was, like, the one time he was, like, laughing at Titus mm-hmm. when he lost a match. Or the whole thing with, like, the, the selfies. Like, oh, I missed that, that stuff was funny. But as far as in the ring, which is where he's best, he has not had an opportunity to shine. And I think the Raw Joey and I were at last week um, in the tag match, he shined. Like, he got, he had, like, a great run where I was like, wow, th- yeah. that was awesome. That's good work. And, yeah, he's obviously, this was a great match with The Miz. Uh, the thing is, you just, I mean, there's something missing there. I mean, I always, I'm looking for more out of this guy. And I guess we kind of knew this is where he would be. When, he, when we first got the call up, we talked about he had no personality coming out of NXT. He didn't have time to develop. What was he going to do? And we see where that, that quick call ups led him to right now. Yeah, because he wasn't even in NXT for a year. That was the thing. He, he came like, in with like a lot of hype behind him, mm-hmm. but they just like never actually fizzled out, created anything. For yeah, because he he debuted at Brooklyn One, and then that WrestleMania six months later, or so he's out, he's on the he's on Raw. Yeah, having not accomplished a whole hell of a lot or on NXT. Yeah, yeah, the I mean, developmental. It, no one's questioning his in in the ring work. Oh no, he's excellent. I love Apollo Crews. I, I, that's why. Like even last week, I wanted to win the tag team titles. I really did. So, well, you know, that's like one of my gimmicks is always hoping some, like, low-level tag team. (laughs) I've spent almost the entirety of the two years of this show hoping some low-level tag team wins the titles. Whether it is Golden Truth or uh, the Fashion Police, obviously uh, Titus Worldwide. There's one other one that I can't remember. They kind of got, like, thrown together, and I was, like, hoping they would win the tag team titles. I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. Um, if I remember it, I'll mention it. Um, we also now have a second chance match for the losers of these qualifiers. Balor versus Bray versus Apollo versus Woken Matt Hardy. So, obvious, this is another one. We obviously know Finn Balor is going yeah. to be the one to win this. And this is going to lead to Bray and Woken Matt Hardy having a match mm-hmm. on at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Um, 
But what, then, I wonder what Matt Hardy's going to call that pay-per-view. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, we also had an odd triple threat match where the winner got the... Yeah, what is the benefit this? of having the last spot? But what like, is this? What is this? Why didn't this, yeah? Why, why didn't them? everybody? Have why then? What is this? Like why? Why? I got. Do you have any any logical explanation for why only three because of the guys got an opportunity? Probably because they were already qualified. But the best thing out of that was the one who needed it the most to to see more the most relevant needed it. Well, got the win. That was Elias. Because Cena and Braun, you don't have to worry about them. Elias, they have to build him up to look like the threat. And being the last entry in any kind of match is actually a threat. So that's what they made it seem to be. It was basically to put Elias over. And they, they did the right thing with that. Because they have to actually build him to make it look like he actually belongs with those guys. Because he's in there with Cena. He's in there with Miz. Strowman. And um, now in Finn Balor, we're assuming for next week. Yeah. So he has to look... Strong somehow and be somewhat of a. I threat. think they've been doing good work with him up until this point. Uh, I do, I just think a weird stipulation match like this is is just weird. <laughs> it's out of place. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I thought it was just odd that they decided. Well, these these three guys have a chance at it, but nope, the other ones don't. Um, and it's kind of I kind of like the randomness of not knowing who's going to come out. The other thing, but what I will say, like lack of logic aside, it is the right person yeah. to have last. Like, that is the best person to have go in last because this is a guy they clearly believe in. This is a guy who you don't look at as being on the same level with the other guys. So it, it does make his entrance in the match more significant when he has the huge advantage going in there last. I really want him to play the guitar while he's in the t- <laughs> <laughs> Stall time? Yeah. I will definitely... I want. I love that. I will pop for that if if they have him playing the guitar in the pot. Um, that'd be awesome. Um, what did you think of the, this match, though? I mean, it, it had interesting elements. It wasn't anything like like they had other matches that were a lot better on this on the on, on the show. Uh, it wasn't like the best match, but it was there's fun elements of it. Um, they continually kind of, kind of throw Braun out there, and he's just captivating to watch. He's fun to watch, so you always want to see what he's doing. Um, again, I think they're doing good things with Elias. They're kind of pushing him in the right direction. And then you get John Cena. So it was fun in that element. Um, and the match wasn't like anything that, that blew me away, though. Yeah. Halo? It was um, one of Braun Strowman's showcases. You know, just destroying everything, making a mess. And then John Cena. <laughs> making a mess. Making a mess. <laughs> and John Cena did put over some young talent, basically. He did. <laughs> and once, once again, like, let go of the John Cena grudge. <laughs> he put the shovel back in the tool shed. Yeah, he put over some young talent. Yeah, he's he's not going to win the Elimination Chamber match. He's not going to be in a championship match at well, WrestleMania. Why? It's just not going to happen. It's the so I like that hatred. I feel like it's time to for the the holdouts to let it go. To listen to our girl Elsa and just let it go. Yes, I I agree. I've never seen that movie, but I I do at I'm least sure know what you're talking about. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see what feud for WrestleMania comes out of this because the rumor going around now is it's going to be Finn and Miz for the IC title. That's the rumor because I that's I could see Finn taking out the Miz in that match because whoever takes the Miz out, I think that's the WrestleMania feud. Hmm. So I the the last thing I read was that it was, they were talking about Miz and Braun. Well, the Balor I would much thing rather see after, Miz after and Balor. I would yeah. much rather that's see. That's what Miz I've heard too. I've heard Balor and uh, Miz would be basically <clears> feud. I think that would be the smart way to go. But who ever thought Braun Strowman would be the white meat baby face of the whole company? <laughs> the savior of the yeah. show. 
Yeah, I, his performances obviously, for the most part, are always great on Raw. He's always a highlight. Um, I still think he should be the champion, but of course, that's it doesn't matter. A, it's just a matter of time on that one. Yeah, that's an argument for another day. Um, women's division. We have the entrance in the elimination chamber. The first ever women's elimination chamber are official. Alexa Bliss, who is defending her title, versus Bailey, versus Mandy Rose, versus Mickey James, versus Sonya Deville, versus Sasha Banks. I think that's like a good mix of competitors in there. Um, we saw a little bit more tension between Sasha and Bailey. We've seen this this before. Tease and turn again? Yeah, we, we saw this heading towards WrestleMania, I believe, last year. Do you think now it's actually <laughs> going to happen? Joe, you want to take this one first? I, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to tease some more of it again. I mean, she essentially just said she doesn't want to give up any any of her tricks, which nothing too heelish about it, but I mean... Well, Corey Graves didn't like it, I yeah, know that. Yeah, well, Corey Graves... <laughs> Corey Graves, love Corey Graves. <laughs> Corey Graves is a good guy. I mean, sometimes some of these lines, you know, Vince is feeding them, though, sometimes. So. <laughs> I say this. Uh, yeah. I think it's finally coming. I think, I really do. I think that Oscar, um, Sasha is hell-bent on beating Oscar. So I, and I, I even think uh, um, Sasha beats, well, Sasha wins the Elimination Chamber, wins the women's title, and defend. Defense against Oscar because that's been the story. Because even on SmackDown, they did acknowledge that um, Oscar hasn't made a choice yet. Because we were saying last week, because right after right after Stephanie asked us, she didn't really give quite an answer. And that's it. Then after that, Stephanie announced the elimination chamber, and I was like, well, maybe Oscar just missed the line. But they acknowledged on SmackDown that she didn't choose who she's facing. Right. Yet. But I think Sasha's like hell bent on beating Oscar. Because the, the match last week was close, and now she's like she was like studying that tape, saying she knows how to beat Oscar now, and ba- she wouldn't give Bailey any tips. So I think you see full heel Sasha at, at the Elimination Chamber, and I think she goes on to face Oscar at WrestleMania. It's just hard to believe that's what's gonna happen because they teased it so many times. It's like how many times can you? Joey, I know. How many times? <laughs> how many times can you go kick that football before you realize you're gonna pull it away? How many times? I have no clue. But like th- th- this is like like. Like, this storyline works. When somebody's, like, hell-bent on beating somebody, it works. And then she's been, like, even on social media, been saying, like, she forgot who she was and stuff like that. So this actually can work because there's actually a legit gripe because she had that great match with Asuka, and then she wants to go to WrestleMania and win, 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 win Elimination Chamber, and she knows how to beat Asuka this time. So I think that's, like, her main gripe. And this storyline in wrestling works all the time. It does. I think if... We get the the boss back in the elimination chamber match, and she wins the title. I will be dancing around like Kobe after the <laughs> Eagles won the Super Bowl. If you haven't seen that video of Kobe celebrating the Eagles Super Bowl victory, do yourself a favor and look it up. And, yell, is, and yelling like Ayla. Yes, it is a, a fun watch. You might want to censor your version a little more. Ah, we'll see. We'll, yeah, see we'll, see, we'll see what happens. We'll see how kind of madness we're getting there. We will. We'll see how how that goes. Uh, but I do hope that happens. I think that would be great. Um, and obviously, Sasha and Oscar would have an unbelievable WrestleMania match. I think. Yeah. And one good thing about Raw, I don't believe there was any Ronda Rousey talk this week. No. No, they completely dropped it yeah. after after Royal Rumble. There's been narrow whisper. Yeah. I didn't hear anything about it. Uh, Oscar got a win over Bailey. 
I didn't think this was, this was as good as Asuka and Sasha the previous week, but I still thought it was a really good match. It's definitely a really good match. And we see the constant evolution of Asuka respecting Bailey more, I think, every time they face each other. Like, there was one time, you know, months ago when she helped Bailey up after a match. This time she went so far as to give her a handshake. Um, I don't know what that means, if it means anything. It is raw, so it probably doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, what did you guys think? Was this as good of a match as the women's match the previous week no. with Asuka and Sasha? It wasn't as good as the Sasha match, but it was a really good match. And it's not even one of the better, the best Bailey versus um, Oscar matches we've seen. We've seen them in NXT. Right. Um, but it was a really good match, a good TV match. Another one after after the Sasha match. Again, second second to that, but still awesome, awesome match. And it, you see what Bailey has the, the ability to do, and you always wonder why she's kind of pushed to the back. Um, when she has good opponents, good, good matches, it's, it's awesome to watch. Yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot of talent on the roster you have the same thoughts about. Yeah, because one thing, you guys was about the whole triple threat match to determine who enters the chamber last, about logic. Mm-hmm. Why does Nia get the match with Asuka, and if she wins, she's inserted? Random. Yeah, I don't know. Because the advertisement that they were advertising for um, Vegas was Mickey James wasn't in it. It was both Absolution women, pay. I mean, Sasha, Bailey, Alexa, and Nia was in it. But I guess they don't. They don't want to leave Mickey out. Right. But still. Well, that and I think they want to have Oscar in a match. So yeah, was, that too. It's kind of a way to solve both problems by making up a match. Yeah. So I was just like, huh? And but your then, question is, why does that make her? Why does it involved? like exclude Nia from Nia specifically for not being in the chamber? She gets to face Oscar to. Get a title to to be added to the title match. Yeah, he's saying the same logic that we're that yeah. we're applying to the men's side that they get a last last man wins. Yeah, especially comes after out. this doesn't make sense. Yeah, either. and then on SmackDown they say that Oscar hasn't chosen yet. So right. it's, it's like, huh? So you still don't know. I'm glad though that you mentioned the the men's and the women's matches because Alexa Bliss <laughs> still in the show. Yeah, I thought this was was excellent. Kurt Angle comes out to make the big announcement. Alexa confronts him saying, I think it's sexist (laughs) that Brock Lesnar doesn't have to defend his championship in the Elimination Chamber. It's the same what we're all thinking. So good. (laughs) And then he says, well, you haven't defended it since October. (laughs) Which is true. (laughs) But she has has a point. Uh Why does the men's champion not have to do this? And I do. I, I love... You, you know I always love when a heel has a point, and it was just really funny. She was so was mad. <laughs> very upset about the whole thing, and he kind of shut the whole thing down. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Nia squashed what I would consider a poor man's Bailey. <laughs> that's kind of what it looked like to me. Um, I mean, obviously, Nia's not going to beat Asuka. Uh, I don't think they're ready to do that yet. I don't think there's any reason to. Yeah, no, she's not losing anytime soon. Is there a chance that both shows will have women's title matches that aren't multiple women? It's a high chance, yeah, because that's what they're portraying. Because, like I said, we don't know. We've wanted this for how long? Yeah, because we don't. We've been. We're not sure what. Uh, we don't know what, uh, which way Oz is going to go. But they're kind of like telling you she's going to be on Raw, but oh, but she hasn't made up her mind yet. And then Ronda hasn't been on television in the last two weeks since she came to the Royal Rumble. A good thing. So. We're not. We're not sure. We 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 are assuming that the money matches Ronda versus Charlotte. That's what they, that's what they want to advertise and push push for for WrestleMania weekend. But 
it, from what it looks like, it looks like we probably will. And I don't know what, the, what they're going to do with the rest of the women. I don't think they're going to get a pre-show slot or like some women battle royal or a women eight-woman tag or ten-woman tag or something like that because you don't have to get it. They try to get everybody at payday and the moment on the card. But that's what it's looking like. We both we might get two women's title singles matches. Woohoo! Yeah, I, I hope that that is what we get. I hope we've gotten past the point of needing everyone on the roster in the same match. Yeah, for the, first, for the first time, I think, since 2006. Wow. Did you guys listen to yourselves? That's crazy. I mean, you're getting tricked by WWE. We <laughs> might get a Sashi Hill turn. We might get two one-on-one matches. Joe, if anybody feels it's more stupid about the wall over your eyes. If anybody feels stupid about a Sasha Hill turn, it's me. I've been talking about this since day one on this show. Thank you. Uh, the other thing that happened in the women's division, Mickey James beat Sonya Deville. That wasn't the story. The story was she got beat up afterwards, and Alexa came out to make the save. So good. It was great. <laughs> Commentary trying to act like they don't know why she did it. Like obviously she's trying to get people on her side. Uh, like even her face. Are you okay? Yeah. She's looking at Mickey Music, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was a nice touch. Uh, tag team division. Seth Rollins and my new favorite wrestler Jason Jordan are getting their last crack at the bar for the tag team championships. Um, Jason Jordan unfortunately unable deemed unable <laughs> to compete uh, by the trainer. Seth is very upset about the whole thing, and he ends up getting to tag with Roman against the bar. I thought this was an excellent tag match. <laughs> I thought Seth had a great performance. But, of course, Jason <laughs> Jordan, you know, the, the most esteemed member of the champion club, <laughs> comes out to try to help his his champion champions club members and accidentally gets them disqualified. Which I thought was hysterical. I I got a good laugh out of it. I loved when he walked down and, and Roman kicked him out. <laughs> I thought that was great. Uh, I thought the look on his face when he realized what happened was awesome. Obviously, Seth and Roman are very upset. And then backstage, Seth is furious. Says, my only regret is I'm not the one who hurt you. And then Kurt sends him home. And it's like he's the, the kid that, like the bad kid that like, has been getting away with it all this time, like, finally got punished. Um, and he was not happy about it at all. Where where do you guys think that this goes? Well, it's not going nowhere because he has neck surgery. Is it officially yeah. neck surgery? He's, WWE announced it that he had, neck, he had neck surgery. Because I saw that he might be out for a year, but then I saw his wife said something like, it's not that well, serious. Well, WWE.com, they confirmed that he had successful neck surgery today. Do you think we see him on TV anytime soon then? I'll because he doesn't, he doesn't need to compete. I'd love to see him with a neck brace. And honestly, <laughs> you don't even need to see him compete at this point. to be Yeah, him in a neck brace, please give it <laughs> like him. Like him in a neck brace like in like a bed with a bell. <laughs> I will say it right now. I am here for that <laughs> if they do it. That would be incredible. And like, I don't know if I was... Happy or sad to see Jason Jordan get get him disqualified because I wouldn't see what happened after. But then I wanted Roman to have more gold. Yeah, <laughs> just so, that, so everybody uh, would complain. Would have been great. <laughs> e- either way, though, I feel like I got my wish. Either way, there was one thing that was missing from this. Like I, I wrote this in my notes. I really wanted Jason Jordan to tell Kurt, but Dad, <laughs> I want to win the tag team titles with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get that next week. Because I don't. Were they Were they on the show mentioning that it was his neck? Were they just saying he was I, I'm not sure. I think they said something's about his neck backstage. Yeah, you heard in the background. All right. I didn't know if they ever specifically said it on the show. Nah. Um, yeah, I would love for him to get to throw that line out there. 
It's one of the best things Kurt Angle has ever. I, I know. Said. That's what I was waiting for. I was like, God, how do you how do you miss that line? Because they don't have people who know the product <laughs> writing their shows. That's why. Like they have Hollywood writers. Yeah. Um, we also had Finn Balor and Anderson against the Revival. I don't. There really wasn't much to this. I don't have any notes. Nah, it was it, like I, fine, I, I guess. I, yeah, I mean, nothing special. I don't know. I don't know why they picked these specific two people. Finn Balor and when there, there's the tag team version of it, but that's what it was, and I guess the revival is kind of, kind of, kind of the beatdown team right now. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, so that's almost all of my notes from Raw. Does anybody else have anything else they want to comment on from Raw? Two hundred five live got me. <laughs> I'm going shout the prep, but mm-hmm. um, like. Drake Maverick, yeah, Drake Maverick, not Dallas Maverick. Drake Maverick, he when he was on commentary. Is has there ever been any more name that sounds more like? Vince, <laughs> I know Vince McMahon had nothing to do with it because he doesn't care about Two Hundred Five Live. But is there any name that sounds more like a Vince McMahon creation <laughs> than Drake Maverick? Oh God! It's like oh God. Anyway, but um, when he was on commentary, well, even last week when I saw the um, the previews for the Cruiserweight tournament that's going to culminate at WrestleMania, um, prep. I was like, prep, did they show Roddy versus Hideo Itami? He's like, yeah, like, oh, for a first-round match? That's, yeah. Huh, I'm, I'm into that. Like, I, I'm not, I wasn't on the Roderick Strong tr- train before, but, like, that whole thing with Bobby Roode kind of got me on his, on the train. He's like, just because just because you're not, just because you don't get them doesn't mean they're not good or whatever. Right. But I'm like, I mean, anytime I see Roddy versus somebody, I'm like, okay, I'll watch. Because after that whole Bobby Roode stuff, it got me invo- invested. But when Drake Maverick was on commentary talking about, like, a new 205 Live I was really interested because he was saying like they're gonna be surprises and people you've never seen, some people you, some people you haven't seen in a long time and right. come out. So it kind of got me like interested and I and then I don't know if you saw it today or a few hours ago it broke that Vince isn't in charge of two hundred five live two hundred five live no more. Triple I H did. is okay. So that could be a lot. Better yeah. Than so that. that made me elated. <laughs> and um, did you get a did you get a jammer? Did you get a jammer? And <laughs> sure in the did. Sure did. But. With that, two or five, like for example, with two, with, with the cruiserweights with in the the quote unquote WWE style, but their cruiserweights, how does that differentiate yourself from being anybody else if you're right. not out there like doing something different other than the WWE style? And what they presented on two or five live this week, um, Kalisto versus Lince Dorado was great. Roddy versus Hideo Tommy was great. Both of those guys are off. Both of those matches have two different styles, right? But it was still like really great, and like with and then with that, it with that with Enzo being gone, Two Five Live was basically built around him, and that's equivalent to a clown show, right? And like everybody was with Enzo, he had the Zo Train and the people against the Zo Train, so you can't do anything off of that. Now the fact that they're having this tournament for so long, it's going to actually build up 205 Live and become a new version of 205 Live that actually gets you to want to watch it. And it's like, who's going to pop up this week? Like, oh my God, this guy this guy returned this week. Um, spoilers, somebody from NXT may be coming to 205 Live and may end up actually being in the being one of the final two right. at, at WrestleMania, Challenge of the Cruiserweight title. I would love if the other person that made him leave NXT <laughs> would be his opponent, but that's another, that's another search for another day. <clears throat> But two hundred five five really got me this week because you go you could do so much more that Enzo's going because you were building a show around Enzo because Enzo was the only thing that you had 
to draw people to 205 Live. You, now you have, because it was Enzo and then all those other guys from the CWC, but you saw those guys for almost a year and a half, and none, all those, most of those guys other than Jack Gallagher had no personality. Right. So now they're bringing all this new life into 205 Live, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Because, like, that's it. They got me. Like, I didn't watch it live, but I was like, oh, Roddy versus Adele with Tommy. It's definitely encouraging to that. hear that that stuff, and then the Triple H should be running it. But my my concern is, did they dig that hole too deep already? Can, yeah. can they climb out of it? Yeah, that, that that's the problem. That, that, that's, the, that's the thing, because 205 Live, it's already in a bad spot, because when people buy tickets for SmackDown, it's like, okay, SmackDown's over. Let's go home, son, you know? They're already in that tough spot, and it's like, well, you don't want to put it on early because people still following in. It's like right. it's, they're not they're in that tough spot. But like bringing these new guys in, you can advertise them before um, the, the week prior. Say, okay, maybe we'll stay now. But they're in a tough spot already. Like Joey said, it might be too late to dig yourself out the hole. But now with Triple H in charge, say what you want about Triple H, the Booker. He's not in charge of Raw and SmackDown. So get he may have some decisions, but he's not in charge of that because you can actually tell when his fingerprints are on things. Yeah, he did terrific things in NXT, so that's, yeah. that's why you, yeah, you, you want to see yeah, what he you do you too. Ha- hate Triple H, the character, the, <laughs> the, the the person, whatever you want to do, but the product that he gives you from an in-ring perspective, you cannot hate. Agreed. I mean, that for probably two years, that was, to me, the best thing that I was watching. And then I got to the point where it... It wasn't what I fell in love with anymore. It wasn't new stars being created. It wasn't. It just became like, like I've said this before, like an independent all-star team, and it was just the the magic to it for for me was gone. So the takeovers are always great. The matches are great, but as far as being able to invest in it every week, I was like, what I loved about it, that's not what it is anymore. Um, so I would love to see what he could do with 205 Live. I'm not ready to start watching. Maybe I will watch the first one just to see. Well, I, I didn't watch Lindsay versus. I didn't watch the whole thing in Lindsay Kalisa. I caught the highlights, but I did watch Roddy and Hideo and Tommy. Yeah, which I'm sure was a really good yeah. match. Um, yeah, I think that that's promising. And maybe this is almost like another, another thing that we get to see, like what kind of hands is the main product in when Vince is no longer in charge of it. Good know. hands. I don't know when that's going to ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I think any chance you get to see what this product can look like without his influence, it's always good to well, get a chance to see it. Well, my first impression is maybe by 2021. Come on, XF. <laughs> come on, XFL. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, we're, we're rooting for the XFL <laughs> now. Uh, my last note from Raw, and this is a little bit of a Raw and SmackDown note. They're doing the, for Black History Month, They're they're showing the WWE superstars that are you know, visited, I guess, some historical sites. They filmed it last month, I believe, because mm-hmm. I think I remember seeing pictures of it. But did... So, on a serious point, I think it's a shame that a lot of kids are probably learning more about black history on Raw and SmackDown <laughs> than they are in school. I think that's yeah. a shame. Uh, and that shouldn't be the case. But on the lighter note, did anyone else notice... I hope, I hope I'm not the only one in the country who noticed... That Roman Reigns stole MJF's scarf. I did. <laughs> <laughs> the same scarf. I was like, how did Roman get that? Ro- Roman, and maybe I'll tell him this the next time we see MJF, but Roman wears it much better than MJF <laughs> does. Um, I thought that was like a funny little little tidbit. Little nugget. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think a Roman suit was a goodwill. No, it was not. <laughs> and it was actually pressed. <laughs> um, I love that he knows it's not pressed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> love MJF. Yeah, me too. He's great. Um, SmackDown, 
What? What the hell is happening <laughs> on SmackDown? You took the words out of my mouth. I thought you were, were going to clarify some things. Right? You were going to break it down. And I Bri- Brian <coughs> Gerard James, as the number one fan of the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast, as the gentleman who is your favorite host in the hosting industry, please, whatever you're doing with SmackDown, stop doing it and start doing almost anything different. We have this top ten list now, which nobody knows what the hell it even is. <laughs> it, w- it was presented as something that was going to be, like, to provide opportunities for people. It, it just but aggravate. the top people on the list are already the champions. <laughs> yeah, the top two are the champions. The rest is like a hodgepodge, which frustrated Randy Orton. And number ten is just to be number ten. Right, like, they just <laughs> did it to make Ty Dillinger number ten. Fine. But AJ Styles, champion. Charlotte, champion. Shinsuke Nakamura, Royal, Royal Rumble winner with a championship match at WrestleMania. Naomi's number four. She's not a champion, but she was recently. Feel the glow. Uh, Bobby Roode, U.S. champion. The New Day and the Usos are the next two. They've been featured more prominently than almost anyone else on SmackDown. I don't get it. And then all these graphics. Alo mentioned it last week. <laughs> I figured they would realize this was a bad idea. Let's just not do it anymore. Please stop. It's so bad. It's so corny when Gable and Benjamin were doing their promo and like the word kept mm-hmm. like what what are you doing? <laughs> who me, who thinks that this is a good you're idea? You're gonna give me an aneurysm. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. Any any thoughts on the state of SmackDown from either of you? I mean the state is 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 disarray. The state is confusion. The state is everywhere but where it should be. I mean we started off rocket rocket hot right out of the gates and then it's been slowly and now it's plummeted downhill. Yeah, like, you, like I said, you literally stole the words of my mouth. Because <laughs> when SmackDown started, because I, I watched it before I came here, because me and Angel were watching Black Mirror um, last night. So What was the last episode you watched? We just finished um, episode four of season two. Which one was that? The, um, the Christmas one. Oh, White Christmas. Yeah. With John Hamm? Yeah. That was a good one. It was. But, um, so I'm starting SmackDown, and I'm, I'm like, so... What's going on? <laughs> like, like, what the hell is going on here? First of all, SmackDown does not start new. I'm like, what is going on here? And then Shane's like, you're making a good decision. You're not making a good decision. I'm like, and then AJ Styles comes out and says, well, you, the, the things you do affect me. I'm like, what is this? We've had that same story going on for yeah. how long? It has literally <laughs> not moved. I wanted to die. I was encouraged by the fact that we might see a singles match. Like no. what is this? No. Yeah, it. I. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what they're doing. Is Is there any chance this is purposeful? Like Vince resented that people were saying SmackDown was better, and it was catching up to them in the ratings, and he just purposely just, like, just this is killed it. Bad. Yeah, just said, oh, we gotta do everything different now. Because yeah, I almost yeah. feel like you you couldn't have accidentally made this show as bad as it's become. Yeah, because last year, Raw was the burden for me. Now SmackDown is the burger. I look forward to Raw now. Well, remember, do you remember when I said I don't want to go to any more WWE shows because I hate Raw? Uh-huh. And now I hate SmackDown more. <laughs> yeah, because I already boycott Raw and SmackDown because they phone it in 90% of the time when it comes to their, their TV shows. But I'm just like, what is this? Yeah, it's, it seems like a sabotage on a purpose. Almost. There is nothing happening. I don't care about AJ. I don't care about Owen and Zayn. I just care about American Alpha 2 and the Usos. Yeah, well, I, I care about AJ. Nothing's happening. I love Charlotte. Nothing's happening with Charlotte. You can't blame AJ for being in the bad story. I can't blame him, but it's 
but on a weekly television show, like you're supposed to make people care about you, but I don't even care. When did the AJ KO Sami Zayn story start? Um, sometime in like December. November, end, December? Of, end of December. So we're now two months in, and it's literally in the same place it started. Yeah, there's no progression. It's just the same same exact thing. Well, the question you should be asking, when did the Shane and Bryan stuff start? Because that started in November. And that's when SmackDown's become really dragged. The one the one positive I can say about this whole thing is Shane McMahon acknowledged Daniel Bryan wrestling. Daniel Bryan being in the ring. For, I think that's for the first time that they've actually acknowledged that outside of Daniel saying that. And even then, I think he really only was saying it on Talking Smack, and he may have said it on, like, a microphone on the show once before. But, like, to me, I that made me feel like he is going to have a match in WWE before he's gone. Do you guys agree with that? Hope so. Because, like, while I was watching this promo, I was like, Russell? Daniel Bryan, Russell? Okay, here we go. <laughs> and that went away quickly. But I hope so, and... A missing element that made SmackDown good is talking smack. Because a lot of times that extra half hour was, was better or just as good as what SmackDown was for yeah, two talking hours. talking smack was awesome. Mm-hmm. So even though we said that conversation was short-lived, he mentioned that I know there's nothing you want to do more than be competing in this ring. Then he did eventually say, like, you're living vicariously through Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. So I really do think that we are going to see Daniel Bryan wrestle in WWE. I'm not. It's a matter of when. Yeah, I'm not just hope. I mean, I am hoping that at this point, but I do think that they are going to do it, and I do believe that that's why he's growing his hair out again. Yeah, he, he's definitely going back to the goat. And I think. I know that, I'm not talking about Chris Jericho goat. I'm talking yeah. about the goat look. <laughs> the real goat. Yeah. Like. Bah. And is there any way they can actually pay this story off? Is there anything they can do that will be like? This was good. And unless the payoff is Dan Bryan wrestling, that's it. Because like they're, not, they're being inconsistent with this too, because their animosity isn't even always there. Yeah, yeah. no, it's. Uh, I thought it was going down one track. Now I have no idea where it's going. It's kind of like lost in the closet somewhere. The other problem is we already know for sure we're getting Nakamura and AJ at WrestleMania, so it's not even like there's the possibility of like because i think people would get excited at Sami Zayn winning the wwe championship mm-hmm. but like that's not going to happen because they need aj to be the champion at wrestlemania so it's like i don't know what they're doing and i don't know how they're still where they started <laughs> it has not moved at all this um, is so bad yeah, yeah that is. brian Gerard james it's on you okay, and just in case anyone didn't see it like spoiler alert Sammy and Kevin Owens had a match <laughs> that was supposed to determine who would get a match with AJ at Fastlane for the championship, and AJ caused a disqualification when he attacked both of them, so now it's a triple threat match. Same so exact match same we just thing. had. Uh, yeah, same thing. Uh, U.S. title. How good was Rusev against Bobby Roode? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, excellent match. Do either of you think it's bad that Rusev lost? Uh, Joey, I already know your answer because you said it on the show last week. No, yeah, I don't think it's bad. I, I was actually going into this match, though, intrigued. This guy could win. Rusev could win because the fans are behind him. Bobby Roode could lose it. I didn't think that he would, but it's always better to go into a match not knowing the ultimate outcome. 
And this made the match even more exciting for you. The near falls and all, I mean, just the wrestling in general is more exciting. Yeah. Halo, your thoughts? I really did like the match. I thought the contract, the size difference played a, a big part in the match. Like, especially the final transitions when he kept trying to get him to the accolade. Yeah. And one part was sloppy, but remember, Rusev is bigger than him when, mm-hmm. Bob, when Bobby hit the glorious DDT. I really did enjoy this match. I really did. Weren't Rusev the win, but I knew it wasn't going to happen because Rusev needs something. Because nowadays, WWE is kind of like, when you get too over, they kind of want to punish you. Like, well, this wasn't supposed to be that big. But, but uh, Rusev did get... A push, you could say, to the yeah. U.S. to a U.S. title shot because a push technically isn't not technically isn't a title. So, yeah, I, I one thing I want to say, Aiden English does like he really earns his place <laughs> every week, whether it's singing, love him, like Randy Orton comes in, hits the RKO on. Bobby Roode after the match. <laughs> he runs away. Trying Aiden, to run away. was trying to run away. I thought that was gold. Then Rusev gets hit. Corey Graves yelling, not on Rusev Day. I thought it was a, a, a nice little segment. As much as I don't like Randy Orton, I enjoyed that little segment. Who sold it better? Uh, Ru- I'll go Rusev just because. But Aiden English never fails to be entertaining. Running away. <laughs> awesome. I think he's great. Then Orton just grabs him. Because yeah. <laughs> I like, Re- um, Bobby Roode, he... He sold an RKO, RKO great, too. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, who sold this better? Because Russo sells a great, too. Yeah. It, now, was this all because of the rankings? Was that the, I don't know. That's, that's what I was wondering. That's kind of it, it the feeling I got. It's a damn shame that I was like, that was my first thought. Was, oh, is he mad that he's only ranked <laughs> number nine? And then I was like, I hope that they're not trying to make that Did a Did you thing. make that same cute voice when you were, when you were thinking it in your head, too? Maybe. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Probably. It's cute. That was the best <laughs> Well, thank you. Um, women... Charlotte versus Liv Morgan. They they kept making mention that Charlotte requested this match. Uh, she won, and the whole thing was one down, two to go. Is it just leading to Ruby Riot at Elimination Chamber? Looks like that, or Fast Lane. I mean, Wh- whatever it is, but Fast looks like lane. it. Stop sign. <laughs> That's from Buck. Not much. Same, to it, not much difference. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, tag teams. American Alpha Two. Got to win over the Ascension. Like, are they doing something with Gable and Benjamin? Are they not? It seems like it. They're a big deal about those those two. They are, but like, I'm still having a hard time getting past what happened at the Rumble. I am too, because they're the most entertaining thing on the show. They Between are. Between them and the Usos. They Usos really are. are good, yeah. I really like what they're doing with the Usos. Yeah, the Usos had a great promo. They walked around the Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> um... So we're clearly getting towards that. I hope that they are not trying to use the Usos as, like, fresh meat for them. I don't think that's what they're going to do, but, like, you never know. But I think that's going to be an awesome match whenever it happens. Yeah, because even though we have no love for the Blood and Brothers as that, but you can't forget those matches that those four had prior when they went to mm-hmm. Wyatt Family. You can't forget those. Yeah, those two guys are, are a really fun tag team to watch when they have the right type of match. Um I really love the Usos promo. I love that they talked about their past. Like, we used to be this, but now mm-hmm. we're this. I really, really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that we, did, we didn't get the lockdown graphic, and if we did, <laughs> I may not have been looking when it happened. Um, and then we had the New Day, who really all they had to do was hashtag Ask New Day. And the theme of Ask New Day was about... The story of Corey Graves and, and Booker, Booker T. T. <laughs> so good. So, one question. I 
well, maybe it's not even a question, but if anyone listened to the Perfect Edge last week, Donovan met both Corey Graves and Booker T at Icons of Wrestling. He said Booker T was going in on Corey Graves from 10 feet away. (laughs) And I believe, I wasn't there, I didn't see it, but I believe that Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, Donnie Jiu-Jitsu, Donnie Wrestling, Donnie Mundo, Don Strowman, the the man man that gravity gravity remembered, I believe that he egged this on. And I think Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd is responsible for Booker T not being on Raw and and responsible for the feud that has now developed between Corey Graves and Booker T. That did happen before Coach got (laughs) rehired. I think, like, yeah, I... I don't know. I, I'm not, I can't say for sure that Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd is behind it. There's enough evidence to support your theory. You're right, but I can't say that that's not why either. Um, what do you guys think about Booker and Corey Graves? Because Booker basically came out and said, if I ever see him on the street, like I'm going to take him out. <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never do it on company property. I just laughed. And then Corey Gray just sends back sends back this nonchalant thing, <laughs> not even like in, in clear. It's gonna English. have to do with the months of Corey Graves just pretty much belittling Booker on live TV. Yeah, well, I mean, he did do that a lot. Uh, like, I just wonder what the the deal was between them. I almost wonder if it's a work. Yeah, what kind like, of work? I don't like. I don't know. I because I, Corey Graves can't wrestle. No. Nah. So I really don't know what it is. But yeah, Corey Graves tweeted like a Sun Tzu quote. Yeah, that's what it was. Thus, the expert in battle moves the enemy and is not moved by him. Sun Tzu. And then in parentheses, yes, this is what you think it is, which I thought was great. Then he just acknowledged, yes, this is about Booker T. So Donovan, I don't know, you may have to address this at some point soon. I feel like you ruined somebody's career. Um, I don't I don't know. I, I I'm not blaming you, but I'm saying like I can't say for sure that it's not your fault. Um, a couple of miscellaneous things from SmackDown. How and this isn't even just a SmackDown thing. This is on Raw too. How do you guys feel about these selfie promos that they're doing? Not high, <laughs> not high on it at all. Saint <laughs> High School. I don't know. Some of them, like you could tell us, like them. You know, like you tell, but like, they're comfortable. Some some people you can't. Yeah, the Mrs. was great yeah. last week. Um, he like, and it, I think he he ended it, you know, tearing down the Eagles. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah, there's something about that. <clears throat> so when the Miz says you won't win the Super Bowl, yeah, you will, you will. Because <laughs> I remember in the infamous um, Eve Torres promo with him with the frog face loser thing. In that promo, he said the Packers weren't gonna win the Super Bowl, but they, that year they won the Super Bowl. Interesting. So the Miz is like some type of wizard when yes, it comes to predicting the Super Bowl. Yeah. Winner. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of them. Obviously, some of them are better than others. The Mix Max Challenge ones are fun. He, because they're not, they're like a lot looser than what they're doing on Raw and SmackDown. Um, and how good was Jinder Mahal taking on Gronk? On <laughs> Showing Best the pictures ever of him costing him the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania last year. I don't remember what the exact tweets were. Hinder the gender or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shouldn't have hindered. 
I, I thought that was awesome that he came at Gronk. Of like, I just think it's awesome. I love that he did it. I feel like as as sour as I was on Jinder for so long, <laughs> like, anything back up. He, he's back in my good graces now. After that, I thought that was that was brilliant. He's made amends. Yes, it was it was brilliant to do that. I thought it was hysterical. Um, any other thoughts from SmackDown? Get direction. There's a thought. Oh, this is so bad. Move it a storyline forward. It is another bad. thought. Uh, it's it's a shame, like how far SmackDown has fallen. Um, any other general wrestling stuff? Mixed match challenge. You watch it? I saw highlights. I and it is awesome that Naomi and is it Jimmy or Jay? I never know. Jimmy. Jimmy. Okay. It is awesome that Naomi and Jimmy got to like have a match together, and I guess they're gonna have another one. And from what I heard, people were really high on Rose Gold. I was. T- I'm a fan. <laughs> I, like my thing is because Goldust came out. He came out in the robe, and um, and stuff. And Mandy Rose, like she was all into it, you know. And they were like, he was like taking snapshots of her and stuff. She was posing during the entrance. Like this is great. And it was like the old Goldust, like crawling and yeah. stuff like that. And did you see the highlights of um? It's like Naomi will go hug, go kiss um give Jimmy a hug or and then Goldust will try and do it and yeah, you saw that it was so great and then <laughs> and they kiss he was like Goldust like what should I do what should I do and he's like is my breath okay is my breath okay and when he went to go try to kiss Mandy Jimmy used to roll him up <laughs> so he didn't get a kiss. it was like so fun I was like oh my god then like yeah Goldust crawling like he used to and being being the legit bizarre yeah. one it was great because you know Goldust can do anything basically mm-hmm. he's that he's that great yeah. I was like, this is so fun. Like, I want more of this. I really do. But I don't think you'll get it's not it's not I don't think there's much of a place for it other than on dot com or like these little small promos backstage. Because Goldust isn't quote unquote younger talent. Right. It'll do it'll actually do a bit, bit more for her than it would do for him. Yeah. And I saw somebody on Twitter wrote something that like I've never seen her look so comfortable as she does. Yeah, she does look comfortable. Us. Cause it fits. Cause all she has to do is like strike a pose and go. Cause Goldust was basically that kind of like a Hollywood was a Hollywood character. Right. So it fit perfectly. She really did look comfortable. Like her her selfie promo wasn't that great. Cause you could tell she's still trying to act a little bit. Mm-hmm. But going out going out to the ring, she looked really comfortable. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Vince is very upset about the plummeting viewer viewership of the mixed match challenge. So I don't know how. I think it's going to be short-lived. I think they'll finish it off, and I don't know if they'll ever do it again, to be honest. But I do think that this has been, like, a fun project. Like, almost everything I've seen regarding this has been, like, fun. Yeah, and then Rusev and Lana, they have a match against Bailey and Elias next week. And Rusev and Lana, they came out after Jimmy and Naomi's match. I like Bailey and Elias. That's a good match. It is. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I, I want her to be with Joe, but yeah, me too. That, that a lot with Elias will still be will be, even be just as much fun. But her trying to learn the guitar, I yeah. Think <laughs> but like the whole, there was a, there was a segment with um, Goldust and Mandy backstage after the match, and they kind of teased Rose Gold will still be a thing. I was like, I really hope it is. Like, I think it would actually work. Yeah. Um. So that's all my notes from everything. I don't know if we have anything else really to talk about. We didn't have any listener questions nope. this week, correct? Um, covered the NFL. We did cover the NFL a little bit. Um, so, LeBron James. <laughs> Obviously, I don't live in Cleveland. And we've been a little distracted here in Philadelphia. We have the process is beginning to bloom a little bit. We have the Super Bowl champions in our city. 
I don't really know what to even say about what is happening in Cleveland right now. I said this back in the summer that it, it seems like it's always raining in Cleveland and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. LeBron, you can't do much worse at this point than to come and sit down in the throne and do an episode of Matt Madness, Matt Madness unsanctioned with us. This is not going to be a, a long thing, but I, I think like I think you need a break, and I think we're the perfect place for you to get a break. And Alo, let your hairline down. I know you had some words of wisdom for LeBron last week. I can't imagine that you could do anything but help this week because it is a disaster. <laughs> LeBron, the trade deadline. When you hear this, the trade deadline today. The room, there's rumors going around that you're looking at DeAndre Jordan, but you'll be lucky if, he get, if getting DeAndre Jordan gets you out the East because Milwaukee's also after him, and if Milwaukee gets DeAndre Jordan, you might not even beat Milwaukee. <laughs> right now you're the third seed in the East. I know four and f- you're close to the, four, the fourth and fifth seed for the Wizards. The Wizards, they're right on your butts with John Wall being out. They won <laughs> five in a row. But LeBron, nobody's scared of you guys, man. <laughs> I don't know if I tell this to Ron or Joey, but I've told people when the season first started, Boston will beat Cleveland. I said that. And when Kyrie decided to leave, I was all for it because I know what he was talking about because people kept making memes and and gifts of him on first take because he was there for the whole show. And he was talking about perfecting my craft, but he was just trying to not throw them under the bus. But I understood what he was saying because if you look at – what LeBron does is look, Kyrie did average 25 when he was in Cleveland, but it's a little bit different because he he wasn't playing to his skill set. It's, it's, it's just like how when Chris Bosh came to Miami, Chris Bosh was 25 and 10. He goes to Miami, he's like 17 and 8 or 17 mm-hmm. and 10. And he has to change his game. He had to become a three-point shooter. Exactly. He had to change his game. And Kyrie's too young to do that. He doesn't want to do that no more. And then as, as a Laker fan, I want no piece of LeBron the per, um the player I would love, but LeBron James the person in the no because the whole controlling the narrative thing, like everything has to be like LeBron because like I said LeBron's the coach, the GM, the basketball the um the um the um the head of basketball operations, he's the janitor, whatever you want to call. Him. <laughs> Nobody is afraid of Cleveland. They're coming after you. Boston, these young guys, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, they're coming after you. Nobody scare you. Milwaukee, Giannis, Eric Bledsoe, Jabari Parker, Chris Milton, they're coming. Nobody's scared of Cleveland. You lost to Orlando. You were up by 21 points and was down by as many as 18. You That's a 39-point swing. Mm-hmm. LeBron, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> Get together. Your team, even the guys you could trade, they've lost all their trade value. J.R. Smith has killed his own brand. Trishan Thompson's a Kardashian now, so he's de- <laughs> nobody wants that because they know better. There's nothing you can really do. Fix it. Fix it. So a couple things. Unless you had more to say. I think that's it for now. Okay. For now. So you brought up the DeAndre Jordan trade rumors, and someone asked somebody on Cleveland about it. I don't know who it was. It was J.R. Smith or somebody else. And they said, you know, do you think DeAndre Jordan could help your team? And the response was, I think even Montel Jordan could help this <laughs> I didn't team see that. <laughs> and then Isaiah Thomas? I think so. Okay. And Montel Jordan tweeted, <laughs> said, I could, I could give you guys two points and a rebound and five, five, five strong, good strong fouls. I thought that was hysterical. Second thing, 
as Alo said, noon on Thursday when when this podcast is released is the trade deadline in the NBA. I'm almost thinking that the rumors I'm hearing are that the Matt Madness Network is trying to put together an offer <laughs> to get LeBron on Matt Madness. I don't know strong who strong offer, strong offer, strong offer. I don't know what it's going to be yet. I don't really want to divulge any details, but. I think there is a trade in the works for LeBron James to be on the Matt Madness Network instead of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. And then he won't have to, to lose anymore. Yeah, I think we could offer Donovan and Lloyd and Lloyd no relation and his, th- <laughs> his 30, 30 nicknames on a washing machine <laughs> and a trade exception. <laughs> that should get LeBron here. A mid-level trade exception <laughs> yeah. and a future a future lottery-protected fir- first-round pick. In a future nickname. Okay. <laughs> a nickname <laughs> to be named later. A name to be nicknamed. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the show, unless anybody has anything else. Nothing? All right. LeBron, so, <laughs> LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. listen to Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt. Listen to The Perfect Edge with Donovan. Go back into the archives. Listen to some old throwback madness, some old unsanctions. On iTunes, subscribe. Five star ratings and reviews. Go on YouTube. Check out Elroy Prepson. Check out some of our hijinks from the last few months. And Alo, you might as well try to move some merch one more time before we get out of here. Whatamaneuver.net to embrace the madness and collar on nubbar.com and use promo code MATTMADNESS for 10% off your order. Only promo code in the business industry that is currently operational. Uh, for Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rottermill. You want it, you got it. <laughs> for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.